is! How's it going everybody? Today we're going to be talking about failed movie universes. You're going to be doing all of the things and stuff and of course... Wait, wait, you know, wait, wait, be... wait, okay. Uh, Jonathan! What are you doing here? I'm back and I thought I would jump in on this intro because I have to announce my grand return. Return. Of course, that's right, y'all. Well, I, welcome back to the first supposed to die all together again, family reunion edition. Even Gibson's excited to be here. Look at him. Well, he's gone now, but you know what? It's all right, we'll get some stuff from him too. So if you want to hear what all three of us back together again have to say, sit back, relax, grab a snack, grab a beverage, and tune on in to the first ones to die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the First Ones to Die podcast. My name is Jonathan. It's been a minute since you've seen me, but I know you haven't forgotten about me because... <laughs> so, we are the First Ones to Die podcast, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Alex and Jerome. Alex, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Respect that intro, though. <laughs> uh, I'm doing good. Happy to have you back, and... Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How about you, Jerome? How you doing? Doing good. Chilling. Uh, I was drinking earlier, and I might get another one in the middle of this podcast. Oh, uh, you've been Coke drinking? Coke Zero Star Starlight. Uh, Coke Zero Starlight. It's the Space Can. Space Coke. Coca-Cola. It's only out for a limited audition, too, so, you know. Jonathan, it's different between when I say I've been drinking to he's been drinking. <laughs> His drinks are very different from my drinks. Yeah, whatever you do, kids, don't mess with the police and just be like, yeah, I've been drinking, drinking this Mountain Dew. <laughs> you will get arrested. I promise you a cop will not find it amusing at all. You'll be outside of the car in the matter of seconds on the hood with handcuffs on. I think a white kid will be fine. Um, how about you, Jonathan? How have you been doing since you've been gone? Good. You know, before we while started you, recording, you we shared, talked about- Jonathan, I'm going to go get another Coca-Cola Starlight. I'll be back. Oh. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> uh, before we started recording, we talked about, you know, some of the negative things that happened while uh, in the last uh, month to all of us. But uh, some of the positive, uh, I saw Pretty Woman, the musical, uh, here Ooh. at the Dolby Theater, and that was a lot of fun. The um, star of the show was uh, what's his name? Oh, and he's from the. Anyway, while I look this up, it was a very, it was a very good show. Uh, great cast, um, and uh, amazing, talented people. Um. I'm was it exactly like it or was there any changes in plot or it was pretty much like, that? like the movie but with music um and uh sorry i'm trying to look up the name of the guy whose daughter this is because it's gonna bug me if i don't um Brennan hunt is that his name no um but anyway, well, I'll, I'll look it up later and tell you guys. But I saw that and um, uh, yesterday went to uh, a hotel um, called The Godfrey in Hollywood. 
um, for this um, book signing for this casting director. And that was fun. Um, shout out to We Audition because they're a great service for actors. And um, yeah, I'm excited to watch Nope next week. It's going to get me through my week. I am so excited. It is my most anticipated movie of the year. So I'm just pumped to watch it. I'm really hoping it's good. Like, I'm I'm genuinely worried if it will be good or not. Why? It's Jordan Peele. He hasn't I did, done I didn't anything really, bad yet. I, I didn't really enjoy Us. I found You're it, one of the few. I, <laughs> I, I, fair I, I enough, know there but are, I was, are a few people who didn't enjoy Us. I think because they were comparing it to Get Out. That could have been it. Thing. I just I don't think... It. I don't, yeah, I, I don't think you should compare any of his, because I think Get Out was like clearly a passion project to his, but I don't think anything right. he's going to make from this point forward is going to be, or is intended to be that level of like detailed and uh, kind of like. It, it could just be that I'm know, also elaborate. a very heavy avid uh, watcher of like horror films and, you know, so like plot was really easy to figure out and things weren't as scary and that's the thing i don't just, consider like us to be a horror movie as much as i consider that a thriller like get out is a horror movie and yeah, it plays but they, on those tensions they, very they well they put it as a horror film they did market it that way so that's true they did market like, it that way he wanted it to be seen as a horror film and i watched it as a horror film i was like okay i can see it more as a suspense not even a thriller a suspense and a lot of those moments, I will give it to them. They were just like very tense and everything, but it it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. And everybody was so pumped to see it. And I was pumped to see it because don't get me wrong. It was good. I still enjoyed it. I just don't think it was of the highest praise. Um, yeah, by I, the way I like us. I don't love it more than Get Out, but I, I do like that movie a lot. And I think Nope is going to be the same as us in that it's going to be, it's gonna, like, uh, he's, he's said, like, you know, Jordan Peele, some of his favorite movies are, like, those weird, those weird, like, abstract horror movies from, like, the, the 70s and 80s, stuff like Suspiria and uh, Rosemary's Baby, you know, stuff like that. So, and that's what he wants to be making. So, I'm, uh, and Us was kind of in that vein for me as far as story-wise, because the second you start picking the thread of, like, how like logistically us works it doesn't make sense but you just accept it for what it is and you can just have fun with it so i feel like nope is going to be the same way it's just going to be a movie you can just watch and if you just accept it and just have fun with it it'll just be like a pretty fun like thriller movie i'm excited i've only watched the first trailer which was like a minute long. Good. Don't watch the second one. The second one spoil. I watched the second one and it spoils the plot. And I was like, man, I wish I had gone to the movie not knowing any of this information. It was better when it was just speculation. Mm -hmm. But the second trailer tells you pretty much what they're doing and what the movie's about. I have ADHD, so I don't recall either trailers. <laughs> I know there's something to do with horses. And why are black people trying to be ranchers? They're not ranchers. That was a question. They're uh, they're uh, well, I mean, they have a ranch technically, but it's for film. They are uh, they have like stunt horse teams uh, for film and stuff. Um. Also, side note, Olivia Valley, who is Frankie Valley's daughter, she's the star of 
Pretty Woman musical. And apparently the show I went to, Frankie Valley, was in the audience. Cool. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Um, so going on topic, what what was our topic again? <laughs> Today we're talking about. So uh, on brand. I think I, I got a lot a more specific with the intro, saying it's the nine failed movie universes. But uh, just in general, we're going to be talking about failed movie universes right. in general. For those who don't know what a movie universe is, think something like you know the MCU, where it's like a series of movies that involve different characters, but technically all take place in the same world or in the same timeline or same universe, that sort of thing. Um, and somehow we'll come together in like one mega movie where we get to see a lot of all those characters from their own separate movies come together and be, uh, you know, in a movie together. Kind of like how you had Captain America and Iron Man and Thor and um, the Hulk. And then you got the Avengers where everybody comes together and then it continues from there. Um, the MCU right now, you know, which currently they're they're putting out way too much stuff. It's like between the Disney Plus shows and the movies and God knows what else. They got like cartoons on the way too. It's like, it's just a lot of stuff. Um, they need to calm down. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they're like the prime example of like how to do it successfully because they're still going strong right now. So I thought it'd be fun if we talked about the ones that didn't quite do it so successfully. And I have an article here from GameSpot that's uh, entitled The Nine Attempts to Set Up Cinematic Universes and Franchises, parentheses, that failed miserably. Um, so we'll just run down the list and go through a few of them, maybe not all of them, and just talk about them and talk about our experiences with them, if we've possibly seen some movies in these universes or if we like, you know, would have been excited to see that or how we could have made it better, how they could have made it better, maybe if we have some ideas and see what comes out. You know, we're gonna have a very easy breezy conversational episode this week. So, you know, easy, in which breezy, Jonathan, yeah, cover girl. <laughs> uh, so uh, the first one, Alex, you might be excited about. Uh, the first one on the list is the Freddy versus Jason horror universe. For those who don't know, Freddy and Jason for the longest time had a lot of crossover stuff. Uh, if you watch a lot of the old Jason and Freddy movies during the nineties into the two thousands, no, there's yeah. um, there's two because there's one or uh, I forget is it Jason X or Jason Goes to Hell? One of the two, where his mask is left over, and then you see Freddy's hand pop out the dirt and grab it and pull it down with him, and you hear Freddy's laugh. So it's uh, Jason X. Okay, I thought that was Jason. That X. That was right before Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, that is, uh, it says here, it says, uh, what is it? No, say? I'm sorry. That's Freddy ah. Goes to Hell. I'm sorry. Uh, Jason Goes to Hell because Jason X was the one where they were actually in space. Got yeah. There's a Jason movie where he goes to space. I did yeah. not know this. That's Jason X, right? Yeah, that's Jason X. Jason X is when he's in space. Uh, Jason goes to hell. Weirdly enough, I recently just started watching it. Why? I don't know. Sometimes (laughs) I just find the old campy horror films, you know, a nice little treat before bed. Um, They had in uh, Jason Goes Hell, they had a whole setup, a sting to catch Jason. It was very dramatic. Yeah, it it was 
bad. <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, they literally just shot him a bunch and then threw a grenade on him. And finally, that was enough to like blow him to bits and then. How about dead. when they had the dominatrix robot woman like fight Jason? <laughs> that was Jason X. They had him <laughs> in different simulation rooms. Uh, yeah. To see what? Yeah, that was. They got. I don't know. My favorite is, and I can't not. I cannot remember now which one it was. Where Jason goes to like Manhattan or Brooklyn or something. Yeah, Jason takes city. Manhattan or something like that or goes to Manhattan. I don't even know if that's the actual title or anything. But he was in Manhattan and he like removes his mask, scares a bunch of youth and put it back on and then walks away like nothing happened. I remember there's a scene in that movie where the dude, one of the dudes is a boxer and he's like, yeah, let's go. And he starts punching Jason <laughs> and it's doing nothing. And Jason just one punch knocks his head clean off. And I was like. Yeah, that's how that would go. <laughs> like got, that seems right. They got weird with the films. They got weird. Jonathan, uh, did you ever watch Freddy vs. Jason? All I know is that Kelly Rowland is in it. She is she in it. She is in Jason. Yeah, Jason versus Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, she and dies she, terribly. It was sad. <laughs> she actually almost beats Freddy. She uh, goes up against him and she pretty much calls him like a tiny dick with scissor hands yeah she taunts him and then jason just kills her comes up behind her behind her yeah kelly Rowland almost had it she almost defeated freddie and then jason came out of nowhere and just beheaded you could say she had a major dilemma oh my god you know what fair (laughs) enough i'll give you that one Now, the funny thing, too, about that universe is they were also going to, um, if you watch Freddy vs. Jason, there's an after credit scene where Ash from Ash, uh, Bruce Campbell playing Ash from Ash, uh, well, I was going to say Ash vs. Evil Dead, but at that point, that show wasn't out yet, so it was just the Evil Dead, was in a post credit scene, and it was supposed to lead up to Ash fighting Freddy and Jason, but uh, Bruce Campbell was not into the idea. Uh, it says... Here, Campbell rejected the idea, stating that it was creatively bankrupt and expecting, uh, expressing reluctance to get involved financially with producers who own the other characters. So, he was not about it. But it did get turned into two comic books. Uh, one is uh, from Dark Horse, Freddy vs. Jason versus Ash in 2007, and then Freddy vs. Jason versus Ash, The Nightmare Warriors in 2009. So, See, if you I want more Freddy vs. Jason... <laughs> See, I would have if they had involved Ash. I would have totally watched that. Me too, because it would have been a lot more fun. But uh, I get what you mean. What's he the means. next one? I'm gonna. The next one is technically the DC Extended Universe. I'm gonna skip over that for right now, because <laughs> we talked enough about superhero stuff. Let's talk about some other stuff that's more creative. Um, the next one after that is the Robin Hood Ooh, universe. Superhero fans, y'all hear that? Jerome said superhero stuff is not creative. Dragon. Oh, and and it's the DC one. Weren't you just uh, Ooh, working with their initiative program? Oh, Warner Brothers. Like, I have no. It's more like DCs have ru- DC. Warner Brothers. Yeah, whatever. Okay, <laughs> that's true. Jonathan has always defended Warner Brothers when we've talked Max, so you know. We see, this is true. We see where the alliance lasts. Yeah, uh, yeah, Warner Bros. and Kiki Palmer. Those are the two people that are uh, in his pocket. <laughs> that he has in their pocket. <laughs> they pay him to say nice They stuff. pay him very well, yes. <laughs> Especially Kiki. She makes sure he gets 
uh, piece of the proceeds for everything she does. That's why he mm. wants to see Nope so bad. He's been paid to promote it. <laughs> also, Nope just looks dope. Nope looks dope. Nope, nope looks dope. I anyway. Just- uh, I was but, um, proud of that statement. No, I'm just saying, like, yo, we like we I talk was proud about, of my little fr- frame. <laughs> we talk about superheroes a lot on but this yeah, uh, yes. podcast, mm-hmm. so yeah, we did. You know, it's nice to get going. a break from it every now and again. Um, but no, I do love my DC people. Thank you, DC. <laughs> You're awesome. DC Comics is the shit. Um, Robin Hood universe. So this is, even though the picture is uh, Robin Hood men in tights on this article, they're actually referring to, uh, if you guys remember, in uh, 2014. Um, the Jamie Foxx Robin, Robin, Robin Yeah, well, 2018 is when that movie came out. But 2014 is when they announced it. And that and the Jamie Foxx, Taron Edgerton one was going to be the first of the, of the movies for the Robin Hood universe films. Um, says, according to this... In 2014, The Hollywood Reporter revealed that Sony was in talks to spend a whopping $1 million to buy the rights to a pitch made by writers Corey Goodman and Jeremy Lott for a movie titled Hood that would lead to an extended Robin Hood universe. As The Hollywood Reporter stated, the plan is to make a series of movies focusing on the outlaw Archer and his band of merry men, including Little John, Friar Tuck, and Will Scarlet, just to name a few. One could say they were the superhero team of England's Middle Ages. It never happened, and the huge flop of 2018's Robin Hood movie suggests that was the right decision. Okay, my first issue is that the movie is called Hood, and the main character is black. Like, why? (laughs) Wait, what? No, they're not. Did you watch that Robin Hood movie? No. What? what, I just assumed Jamie Foxx. You only mentioned Jamie Foxx. And Taron Edgerton. (laughs) He plays Robin Hood, Taron Edgerton. Well, still, it's, on, it's uh, streaming on HBO Max. If anybody wants to try to watch it, I just found this. Yeah, Jamie Foxx plays Little John, technically. Okay, yeah, Little John. <laughs> yeah. Well, the fact, well, the fact <laughs> that one of the main characters is black and it's still got the hood title attached to it, I'm side eyeing. Yeah, it was later changed okay, to Robin Hood, that. and that was a good decision. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It still was not a good movie. So good decision. The title, I don't think would have had that you know, much effect. Yeah. You know what it was? The movie was trying too hard. It was. It was clear that Robin Hood, like they didn't know how to make a Robin Hood movie, and it not and try not to make it like a war movie. Because like people are literally. There is one point where literally someone has a Gatling arrow shooter, like they're shooting Gatling arrows at people like a machine gun, and it's like. What? That's not how arrows work. You need to knock it and fire. You can't just just crank a Gatling gun of arrows. But it's very. It was very clear that they wanted to have guns, but they wanted the movie to still take place in the Middle Ages, so they can't have guns. So they like tried to turn the bow and arrows into guns to the point where there's a scene where Robin Hood's at war, and everybody has their arrows knocked like this, and they're checking their corners like they have like assault rifles, and I'm like. No archer would operate that way because the tension yeah. in the bow to have the arrow knocked would hurt. Like you would have, you would, your arms would get tired. You need those to shoot arrows. Well, not only that, if you're moving swiftly like that, the bow, the arrow is going to move too. Suddenly you're like shooting this way. The arrow is pointed that way. Yeah, it was, it was clearly, it was trying too hard to be like modern, but not in the modern setting. 
And and on top of that, everyone was like, okay, at best, as far as acting wise. The only person who looked like he was doing a good job and having fun, well, actually two people was Taron Edgerton and Jamie Foxx, but only because they were acting together. Like in their scenes together, they look like they're having a blast. Scenes when they're not together, they're just like, they look like they're going through the motions and just saying the lines they need to say so they can get the movie done. And it, it's like, it's one of those things where I was like, man, we could have had a really good Robin Hood movie. But even more than that, like the movie, the starting movie aside, how interesting is a Friar Tuck movie? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Probably more interesting to you than it is to us, it feels like. I, it's not interesting to <laughs> me at all. <laughs> That sounds boring. Will Scarlet too. Like in the in that movie, they set Will Scarlet as like a douche. Like I don't want to see a movie with that character. Like where he's the main character. I I don't know with Robin Hood. Anytime I think about Robin Hood now, I think about the animated cartoon one with the, oh, fox. With the fox. Yeah, which I still haven't seen, and everybody gets on my case about not seeing. And now it's one of those things I refuse to see. Even though I think I'm going to really enjoy it. It looks cute and I kind of want to see it. But I refuse to see it out of pettiness now. Okay. Like, I got a lot of issues and hangups. We all know this. Um, But I don't... With, with, when it comes to, like, Robin Hood, the merry band of men, how... Like, trying to modernize it but not keep it modern, trying to keep it where arrows are the more efficient thing is such a difficult thing to do and to try to build a whole universe around that was their goal to just have basically a war movie with you know medieval style because that's i a feel good... like in the in the end that's a lot of what i recall i think i watched a little bit of it i recall that's i think what they were kind of pushing towards and then in the end it's just a medieval war kind of makes you feel like you know the hobbit and the the five armies about all the five armies that's a good point, because also, what was the end goal? You know what I mean? Like, the the way a universe can succeed, movie universe can succeed, is if it feels like you're building towards something. It's why a lot of people aren't feeling Marvel Phase 4 right now the way they did Phases 1, 2, and 3, because it feels like we're not building towards anything. We're just putting out content. And it doesn't seem like there's an end goal. There's no, there's no reason for me to have to watch all these shows, all these movies, because I, I don't know what all of it's leading to. It, and there's no crossover, so it doesn't feel like anything's connected anymore as much as it used to be. Like, you could skip Moon Knight and you won't miss anything. You could skip Miss Marvel and you won't miss anything is how well, it feels right so, now. It feels like with that type of universe, too. Yeah, you, you're you coming up to a big reveal and anything, everything like that. But you always have a hint and a note. Like, oh, we know shit's going down. Things are getting worse. We need people to help us. I mean, medieval times, it took so long for people to get one place to another. Like, I may need you over here, but I'll see you in like two months. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I like Jonathan, could you see a Robin Hood universe like succeeding in any way? I this is the first time in I don't know how many years that I've ever had a discussion about Robin. Actually, this might be the first time in my life I've ever had a discussion about Robin Hood. <laughs> so I don't think anybody would necessarily be chomping at the bit for a Robin Hood series or universe or whatever. So if it doesn't happen, then I don't think it's a loss to anybody really. And I'm sorry to 
if you are the family uh, descendants of uh, the author of Robin Hood, then I'm sorry that you have to listen to this and, and hear me say those words, but I don't think anybody's uh, missing a Robin Hood um, universe. Let me ask you this. If Robin Hood was played by Kiki Palmer, would you then go and see it and support it nonstop? <laughs> uh, well, I'd probably watch, but I'd be like, girl, probably what are you doing? Streaming. Actually, no, I probably wouldn't watch. I didn't watch her movie that was released this year. <laughs> um, her what other, the, what was the um, Alice. Even though oh, the concept yeah. looks really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have not heard of it. It's where, like, apparently... Or go ahead, Jonathan. I I, it, I think it's like she is conditioned or um, led to believe that she's a slave living like in the, oh. in, in the seventeen or eighteen hundreds or something, but she's actually in the like nineteen seventies. It's Black the Village, kind of. Wait, is it wasn't uh, like Annabelle? Annabelle. You're talking of antebellum. That's oh, different. Antebellum. They, they get transported to. No, they don't. Oh, that's right. They don't. I forgot about that. They're taken. They believe they're transported, but they're just in some background of an amusement park. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. going to make a inappropriate joke, but we're going to move on. <laughs> it's a small uh, world. Is uh, that what you were going to say? <laughs> no. Just something. I, I like my livelihood. I'm going to keep my livelihood. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Those first thoughts, people don't always need to come out. So it's okay. Um, what What's the next one on the list? Next is the Power Rangers universe. So for those who don't know, uh, Power Rangers had a 2017 reboot film. So we're not talking about the classic Power Rangers like you know. Right. We're talking the about the new- Becky G. Yeah, the one with Becky G and um, Elizabeth um, Banks and all the like, you know, like when they were trying to make it dark and edgy and cool and Krispy Kreme saves the day. Literally, that's a plot point. Krispy Kreme saves the day in the Power Rangers movie. Side note, have you seen that TikTok? Have you ever had a Krispy Kreme? Was it crispy? Crispy? No. I love I've seen those because they're like when you're trying to make small talk with people uh-huh. you really don't like. Have you ever had Krispy Kreme? Was it crispy? Was it crispy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that TikTok. <laughs> yeah. That- followed by like meeting people you don't want to meet. Apparently, this uh, this one's not so much a movie universe as much as this was a franchise that this uh, the writer uh, John Feltheimer wanted to do uh, more of. Uh, it was it was expected to be a six film story arc, um, but the movie just did not do that. Well is very ambitious. All. Six films. Very. Did they want to highlight each of the Power Rangers in one of the films or something? I think it was you know more. They, I... they may have wanted to do every villain. You know, like they only got to do Divatox, I think, and that's it in the first movie. You know what I learned, and I didn't ever think about this as a kid, with the original uh, Power Rangers coming back out in the 80s and 90s, the only the Pink Ranger has a skirt. That was because in the original Power Rangers, the one that was done in Japan, the Yellow Ranger is a male, but in the U.S., she's a, it's a, the Yellow Ranger is a female, but they use stock footage from Japan's 
you know, and just stuff yeah. over when they're in their costume. So that's why the pink ranger is the only one in a skirt and they didn't put the yellow one in a skirt. Mm-hmm. That's, that was it. It was just because they decided to change the gender of one of them and it was just like, oh. Well, and then nobody ever thought about it by why the pink ranger was the only one wearing a skirt ever. I think you were the first and only person I've ever ha- heard actually talk about that. <laughs> well, I w- saw a TikTok with like 600,000 likes, so apparently I'm not the only one. <laughs> Yeah, actually, fun fact, also, Stan Lee um, was one of the first people who wanted to bring Power Rangers to the States uh, for Marvel, uh, like, for a TV show. Uh, But Marvel wasn't going for it, so they said no. Uh, Damn. I think at that point, that's why Marvel (laughs) just started letting people, when they're like, we want to do this. All right, do it. Clearly, clearly. <laughs> y'all like, we're got not going to turn right? down an idea just in case it, it blows up into this huge... <laughs> I mean, you never know. Like, I mean, no one had faith in Guardians of the Galaxy before that came out, and we see how that worked out. So, you know, <laughs> anything's possible. I could see... I could understand why they wanted to make Power Rangers more. I could see how it could be more. By the time it also just, I don't know, I didn't end up watching it until a couple years later, even. And then I was like, oh, this was really good. I actually enjoyed this. I wasn't anticipating it. You know, I think it is. The problem is that they were trying. I think I think what it was is that the regular Power Rangers was still running. And it's one of those things where people were like, I like my Power Rangers the way they are. Why are you rebooting Power Rangers? And on top of that, rebooting them with like, like all cg you know what i mean like it's 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 half of the fun of power rangers that it is people in suits like doing the actual moves and stuff there's like a campiness and that is fun and a part of the power rangers brand that you completely removed (laughs) in an effort to try and make it darker and edgier and and look more like uh modern i guess i think there's also something to be said about watching uh power rangers fight monsters dub style where yeah. the actions and the noises don't fit up just correct. They don't fit up. There's something nice about it where things don't fit up right. And it's just like, yeah, this is the Power Rangers I know and love. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing getting... as I'm thinking about uh, Powerpuff Girls. Like when they were like, yeah, we're doing this Powerpuff Girls TV show. And everybody was like, we already have Powerpuff Girls, both the re- reboot cartoon and the original. We do not need a live action Powerpuff Girls. They're in their 20s. Which I recently thought about that, and I looked up to see what had happened to it. it it's oh, apparently... the studios got bu- bullied from social media. Yeah, but they they never announced the that it was leaked. they never announced that it was canceled. They just said we're retooling and rewriting the script and we're reworking some things. But they went quiet after that. They never came back and said, "Hey, it's canceled," or "Hey, this is when we're going to start shooting again." They just they just left quietly. <laughs> I mean, when you get embarrassed like that, Jonathan, the only resort is to just leave. You know what I mean? Like when you get when you trip on the prom night dance floor and accidentally get pantsed by the football team, you don't then just be like, all right, I'm just going to pull my pants up and continue dancing. You leave and then, you know, tell your parents that we are moving tonight. We are not. (laughs) I'm not going back to that school ever again. (laughs) I don't know. I've embarrassed myself plenty of times. Sometimes that's all you can do. (laughs) I mean, I was just saying how earlier, right before coming on here, I felt I was just trying to water my tomato plant and I I fell on it on my balcony in front of everybody. Did on you the squish the tomato? The, I, the leaves don't look happy. The pota- tomatoes look fine. Uh, the leaves don't look really happy right now. Um, 
So I'm gonna have to keep an eye on out for them, but you know. Sometimes you you fall face almost face first into a potato plant. Tomato. I have potatoes growing too. Anyway. Um I could see, yeah, but I could see why the Power Rangers thing didn't take off. Because also when rebooting they or when they tried to do this franchise, they tried to play on the very old one. And at the time you know, it was millennials that you had to play on that, but it wasn't like, oh, these are all like Gen Z kids in the film. Mm. We don't connect with them. They had all their lingo and shit. So I was like, you're going for the wrong demographic. <laughs> Which I completely you're forgot using that the movie wrong source. Yeah. Mm. A lot of people even have. Though, even though because I it didn't have like staying people, power. Well, I feel like people were giving it good reviews, though. Because it did get good reviews, I remember. People it got were like, moderately okay reviews. Yeah, like I don't think anybody hated it. I think uh, mo- like the, at worst, it was people just being like, it's okay. Um, and then you got some people who like genuinely liked it, you know, who thought it was like pretty good. I think it just didn't make the money they were hoping it would make to justify making more. But I mean, I enjoyed it. I didn't, I'm not going to go rewatch it or anything like that, but I watched it with my sister. I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Elizabeth Bang, she's a, a fantastic actress as well. So I always enjoy seeing anything with her. I think she's, she deserves more roles, honestly. She's so funny. Yeah, she's I'm 50-50 with Elizabeth Banks because on one hand I think she's very talented and uh a great actress. Uh the Charlie's Angels thing still bothers me though. <laughs> Where, <Move on>. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that's that's that that bugged me. Um anyway, next one. Uh this one is <laughs> I'm curious to see what you have to say about this. This one is the Men in Black slash twenty one jump street universe. Uh, and I remember this. Slash so, 21 Jump Street? So Phil uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who uh, wrote 21 Jump Street, played around with the idea of combining Men in Black with 21 Jump Street and making like a crossover movie. And then and by extension, tying the two universes together um, to be one. Uh, they apparently, it says here, uh, Sony signed a deal for Lord Miller to develop a screenplay with screenwriter Rodney Rothman, but the project never went any further than the script stage, with Men in Black co-producer Walter Parks later explaining that ultimately the two franchises were not very compatible, which it's like, duh. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> and one's about <laughs> aliens and like government secrets, kind of, and the other one's too like, Clearly, two old cops trying to go undercover in college and high school to discover drugs. It is like a very like screwball comedy compared to Men in Black, which is a lot more of like a a lighthearted. Well, comedy. I don't know, Men Men in Black uh, International be kind kind of became a screwball comedy a little bit. They were trying to make it that way, um, just because they had Chris Hemsworth be who he was in that movie. I could kind of see it mingling. I mean, the whole point of Men in Black is that they. Aliens are walk among us without us knowing. They're incorporated into our universe. Men in Black has worked to put them into our universe without us knowing. So, like, it, it's as not as difficult. I feel like as people would think it would be. I feel like you could, you could you could blend the universes. I feel like this is just Sony grasping at straws to like put two together two movie franchises they had that were successful at the time together, even though they technically don't work together. Like you know what, what I mean? they did, like a less successful version of the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. <laughs> yes. Because at first glance, those shows are completely different. 
they're they True. have a completely different animation style, but it worked. It yeah, did. One's it was all about magic worked. and one's all about science. One's all about aliens and one's all about, you know, ridiculous cops. Both, I believe, are among us in this world. So, like, I'm just saying. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I feel like Men in Black just is too, it's totally too different. At least Men in Black as we had it at that time. At that time, the most recent one, I think, was Men in Black 3. So it was still very much like normal Men in Black as we know it. Versus 21 Jump Street was like completely different. Even just... Movie style, editing-wise, 21 Jump Street is completely different than Men in Black, which is just a normal movie with, like, a few visual effects. Whereas 21 Jump Street, the way it's edited, it's cut together really fast. There's, like, you know, intercut, like, little, like, jokes that are just visually on the screen. Like, when they had the that scene in uh, the first one where they get high and it's running through the five stages of, like, the, like, uh, being on yeah. the drug that was in there. Like, that's... That's something that would never be in Men in Black. So that's why it's like, it's weird that it's they're trying to combine the two together. I don't know. I don't know. I still, I still think there's a way they could have worked it out. Jonathan brought up a good point. Jimmy Neutron and Timmy Turner. That's only one. And that, also, that crossover had no right being as good as it was. <laughs> it hit so many points. It was one of the best crossovers I think I ever saw. Because they tried to do that with like Sweet Life of Zack and Oh, Cody no, that Hannah was a good Montana. crossover. That's right. The, that's that, so Sweet Life of yeah. Hannah Montana. That was a good crossover. That was Yeah, the but event. then they ended in. Mm, no, I still I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm with Alex on that one. I don't think that one so, was as good as, as the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. And John then they Jimmy. had it um, <laughs> Hannah Montana, Wizards of Waverly Place, and Sweet Life on Deck. Now, now that I don't, it's it's not as iconic. Which I don't know why they never just did, or was it around the same time? I think it had just barely ended. They were able to have like a Hannah Montana and that's a Raven on top Mm -hmm. for like a second. But they didn't have a that's so Raven and uh, Wizards of Waverly Place. That yeah, been I think, neat. I well, think I that's where even ended right when. Yeah, that's where yeah. I think that's where even ended when Wizards of Waverly Place started. Yeah, so they, they probably they did were the just time like, slot. Yeah, they were like ships passing in the night. Now, what would have been cool because I think these two shows were on the same time was that's where Raven and Phil from the future or Phil of the future. Phil of the future was Phil of the future is an underrated uh, Disney Channel show. Mm-hmm. Phil, the Fu- Phil the Future should have cross-referenced uh, a lot of shows, or just jumped in at the end of a few. I feel like it actually did in Lizzie McGuire, no? You know, there was Ooh. only two seasons of Lizzie McGuire. I know, it's crazy. And they were in middle school. It's I weird to really. think of how, because po- considering how popular that show is, it's weird to think that, that it only had two seasons. Well, because Disney had a rule at the time that you could not pass 65 episodes. So all of the shows mm. up until that point only had 65 episodes. That's so Raven was the first one to hit 100 episodes um, and break, therefore break the rule. Interesting. Okay. That's actually kind of smart and not all at the same time. Because <laughs> it's like smart because then shows don't get stale and you can move on because they should have done that with a few others and then not because then you had like something like Lizzie McGuire that everybody loved and you just cut it. I would love to have seen a uh, Drake and Josh meets um Keenan and Kel crossover. And then I know it's two different eras and so it wouldn't have really crossed over that well cuz one's in the 90s and one's in the 2000s, 
But it would have been cool if they had like somehow did it and did like a crossover. Mm-hmm. That would have been neat. Because they see. were both Drake and Josh was kind of just like the white Keenan and Kyo. <laughs> but Virtually, they, they yeah. were still both iconic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean technically yeah, we kind of got because uh, I like to imagine that iCarly takes place in the same universe as Drake and Josh. Mostly because Miranda Cosgrove's in both, but also because it feels like Miranda Cosgrove uh, or Carly is like an alternate universe version of Megan. Like, what if Megan had a different brother and lived in uh, Seattle as opposed to, uh, was it San well, Francisco and that, Drake and Josh? That whole. Um, I think it's San Diego. Oh, okay. Um, there's that whole joke that Crazy Steve from Drake and Josh stole Megan. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Brainwashed her in Seattle to become Carly and believe that's her brother. That'd be messed up. That's why you never see any of the other family members, <laughs> except for the dad in like a singular episode. And Spencer. Yeah. talked about her mom. Well, I said the Spencer. That's why you never see the parents. Oh, you, you said family members, so that's why I was like, "Well, Spencer's are well, family. other family, well, other family members. You don't ever see an aunt, oh, okay. a cousin, yeah. the mom, grandparents, anything like that." True. Yeah, yeah. And also, that one episode with the dad—he was just a normal guy. Why the hell did he let his like son that he barely believed was responsible enough raise his daughter? No, he was on the was the, in the submarine, military. right? Yeah. Well, apparently he was not anymore. He was in some like little town called Okanosha or something like that. I thought he and, lived like, in Spokane, right? No, he lived somewhere for I actually think it was Okanosha. Yeah, uh, do was you mean Okinawa? Because maybe it was Okinawa. That's an actual like city. <laughs> There's a chance it is Okinawa. <laughs> I feel like it was some weird ass little town or some place she didn't know. But that's what I'm saying. Like there was a scene, there was that episode where he tried to move her away and take her away. It's so clearly he had the means to have his. We're off topic. <laughs> this is nothing to do with what we're talking about. What's the next failed universe? Uh, well, what we were talking. We were universe? we were on top. We were I mean, talking we're talking about, about universes. universes, just TV universes, not movie universes. But they was they right. were still yes, in there. But those those were successful ones. True, that's true. That's yeah, true. We, those were successes. Um, so the next one, the Amazing Spider-Man universe. Which a lot of people are pitching to have it back now, now that uh, Andrew Garfield was in um, Spider-Man No Way Home. There's petitions to have more Amazing Spider-Man movies. Uh, but before Spider-Man No Way Home, when they were doing Amazing Spider-Man, there was plans for, after the second one, for them to do a crap ton of movies. They were going to do more Amazing Spider-Mans, which is Andrew Garfield proper. Then they were also going to do a Sinister Six film, which uh, the Sinister Six is like... Uh, the prime Spider-Man supervillain team that like fight Spider-Man. So it was going to be Doc Ock, probably Lizard, Green Goblin, um, Rhino, you know, all that stuff. And then uh, Black Cat was going to get her own movie, which is another Spider-Man villain. So they're going to do a whole bunch of these movies that we're all going to tie into Spider-Man. And Amazing Spider-Man 2 did so poorly reception-wise. I think it made money. I'm pretty sure. Um... Let me see. It says, and it started, like, The Man Spider-Man was well-received and made $758 million worldwide. The sequel made $700 million. um, But it was the lowest-grossing Spider-Man movie, and the reviews were not good. So they they cut their losses. Um, 
This is one I would actually like to see. I am curious to see what they were going to do. I actually didn't hate the Amazing Spider-Man movies as much as a lot of other people did. Um, I, I was curious to them. see where they were going to go. I didn't yeah. know people hated them. It's more like people didn't like the first one. People didn't like because they felt like it was too. It was trying too uh, too hard to be too dark for a Spider-Man movie, especially with his suit being like so like edgy and like edgy and kind of like like you know more um like it's a darker red it's a darker blue there's these scenes there he's in the dark and he's kind of got this sinister looking mask and stuff so then in the second movie they gave him like the normal spider-man costume but is that all it takes to be dark for people (laughs) no it's it's how they were editing the movie and and all that stuff but you know i'm just giving like the visual stuff i can think of off the top of my head (laughs) um but the second one was a lot better, like, you know, visually. It was brighter. It was more fun. It was definitely like, you know, Spider-Man for real, for real. But the issue people have with the second one is that a lot of the plot points didn't make sense. Like the fact that Jamie Foxx becomes Electro when he falls in a tank of <laughs> electric heels and then he gets electric powers for no reason. <laughs> and then he's just Electro now. Or Oh, uh, so the magical spider biting him. That was... That's okay. No, it's not magical. It's radioactive, Alex. It has D. It's it's like, get it right, okay? Maybe those eels had swallowed some radioactive sludge or something. There we go. They Um, were swimming in radioactive goop. Or uh, another one, another plot point people point to is the freaking Green Goblin thing where uh, Harry Osborn in that movie has goblin disease and he wants to have Spider-Man's blood um, to test it to see if it'll, like, heal him. And... uh, Peter as Spider-Man is like, no, I can't give you my blood. It's too dangerous. And everyone pointed out like, he's a scientist with a science lab. He's not going to just instantly inject it into himself. He's just going to take a sample and then test it. So he's going to make sure it's not dangerous. Why are you being so stubborn? You're a scientist. You should know this. (laughs) There's a madman. There's a sweaty looking guy asking for my blood saying it might heal him. (laughs) I'm going to get nervous. I agree with Peter Parker on that one. <laughs> I'm not going to trust some man who comes up to me like that. Yeah, maybe but he it, just said it was too dangerous, but on the inside, he's like, this dude, I, I just don't want to give it to he, you. He, <laughs> yeah. Look, he grew, up in New, he grew up in New York. Like, you're going to tell me this is the first time he ever heard somebody asking him for his blood on the street? <laughs> so I, I just don't want to give you my blood. That's that's really what it boils down to. <laughs> Because we don't have but confessionals I, from Spider-Man. We don't know. He might be thinking something that we're not seeing. But you know what, though? I liked Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I thought he was a pretty decent Spider-Man. Um, and him and Emma uh, Emma Stone had great chemistry, her as Gwen Stacy. I think they were really good together. Um, in fact, Amazing Spider-Man 2 was supposed to have uh, scenes with Shalane Woodley playing Mary Jane and they cut it. I don't remember why, but there was supposed to be Mary Jane was supposed to be introduced in that movie as like a, a potential second love interest for Peter. Um, and so that's like, they had a lot of ideas they were working with. And I was like, man, it's kind of like when they were like, yeah, we're not doing anymore. And I'm like, that's kind of sad. Like I, I actually liked <laughs> these Spider-Man movies. I was curious to see where they were going to go. With a Spider-Man 3 and 4. I was not into the Sinister Six movie, though. I was like, I don't care. I don't want to see all the villains. What are they going to do? Like, I don't understand. What What is their movie going to be about? They're going to be sinister. 
What's up with <laughs> all there's gonna be S- six of them? What's up with all these S alliterations for uh like anti-heroes or bad guys? Sinister Six, Suicide Squad. There's probably something else. Listen, comic books are all about alliteration. Just look at the heroes' names. You got Peter Parker, Bruce Banner, well, Wade Watts. You know, but what like, about the or, S? Uh, Wade what Wilson? The, sorry. What about the? I think S? it probably has to do with snakes, like snakes or yeah. It's that or sound. It's more like there's six is... of them, and they're all super villains. So they're but the what about sinister squad? And they're sinister. S- suicide Squad refers to the fact that that they're a squad of people who are going on a suicide mission. Okay, but they're also like anti-heroes, so that that you know that alliteration. There has to be something. It's there's not the a coincidence. alliteration. The S alliteration. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's it's just, if you it's want just to portray somebody thing. as no, if you want to portray somebody as um, devious or a villain, name them something that begins with S. Which you know is not fair because honestly, I have a little bit of a lisp sometimes, and. You know, if I'm trying to, if I want to be a superhero, I can't be because then I'm trying to be, oh, you sinister sick. <laughs> like that shit comes out of nowhere. I'm less threatening. Also, the, you, like that's one supervillain team. You're not thinking about the rogues, which is all the Flash's supervillains who are on the team. You're not thinking about the about Legion the of Doom. Yeah. The Legion the of Doom, could. though. <laughs> the Legion of Doom is the shit. Lex Luthor, Gorilla Grodd. Well, the Legion of Doom actually changes roster Don't they all the hang time. out in like a swamp though? That's because that's where evil lives, is in the swamps. <laughs> I should know, I'm from South Carolina. All we got is swamps. <laughs> I don't know. I like, all I'd be worried about is like, did you wear antiperspirant at your Doom meeting? Because like the swamps are humid and kind of sticky and gross. Like, is there air conditioning? Because I don't kind of, I don't want to touch you. I don't want to fight you if you're sticky. <laughs> it's gonna be a big issue for me if you're sticky. I don't want to fight you as a superhero. Also, you might side note: cool while we're man. on the while we're on the topic of superheroes, did you see that there is a college themed spinoff to the boys called yep. Gen V? Yep, I'm excited for Gen. No, That's supposed to be what? the next thing coming out uh, in the like interim between the next boy season. We're getting Gen V, which is about a bunch of college kids with superpowers in the same universe as the boys. I'm curious. They've had some weirdly successful spinoffs. Yeah, I'm curious how that's gonna go because Gen V, as far as I know, are not in the comics. Like they're, like the people they're doing, like that, the the story they're telling is like completely original. It's their own thing they're doing. So I'm curious to see how that goes. Also the soups, they start with S2. Soups. Okay, that's just that's a word. A, There's no alliteration tied to that. that. That's like no, saying that I'm not talking about the alliteration. I'm talking about the S. I'm talking about the S. <laughs> they're sinister because they're soups. Soup. Same. So you're saying, what about superheroes? You know, <laughs> like. Every- no, what about superheroes? What about super people? Not about soups. <laughs> you, Seriously. You got okay, to get over the soups thing, Alex, okay? I've come <laughs> to fight the soups. The soups. You gotta let to it go. The chicken Soups noodles. Is just, yeah. I will take you down. Where like is Dr. Best. Campbell's? We know he's up to no good. <laughs> Chef Boyardee is gonna Campbell's pay the day. Actually, sounds like a real like <laughs> Dr. Campbell. Name. Dr. Campbell's. He's making everybody's heart explode with high sodium. <laughs> <laughs> he summons salt and he puts it inside cans of liquid and destroys the world. 
retains its nutrients. <laughs> I'm with you. There's too much S's going around. And again, as somebody not who, really, y'all just don't know about <laughs> the rest of the. Or I gave three examples there. Okay, I gave That's you three n- examples that were the opposite. It's the rule. It's the rule of three. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna look into this. There's probably a study out there somewhere. Do it. Um. Next universe. Uh, this is kind of in the same vein as the Robin Hood one. This is the King Arthur universe, based on the uh, Guy Ritchie 2017 movie King Arthur: Legend of the Sword. Is that the guy with the guy from Son of Anarchy? Yes. Or I guess yes. That movie. So I finally watched it because I like him and I like King Arthur's plot. I finally watched it. That is the most boring movie I have ever watched in the longest of time. Fucking, I got like 15 minutes in and I'm like, it already feels like it's been an hour. All right, look at the time. Nope, nope, um, you're not even halfway done. That movie (laughs) is the slowest moving pace movie you will ever watch. And I do not recommend it. That's all I want to say here. And I can understand why it failed easily. Yeah, even more than that, it lost the studio $153 million because it made no money. It was so boring. Oh my God. It was awful. Here's the thing it was terrible. Nobody wants, like, King Arthur and Robin Hood are one of those, are both those weird franchises where most people, it's, most people don't want any more versions of those movies. Like, they've, we already have, like, the best versions of those stories that have been filmed and made. And ever since they've been trying to go back to them and they're like, yeah, I'm, yeah, but I'm gonna do mine though. You don't, you ain't seen what I can do. And every time people do it, it's like, yeah, why, why, <laughs> why? Because it's like, the, for example, we were talking about the Robin Hood movie where they're trying to make it like a modern day action movie, but with Robin Hood. And it's like, no, same thing with King Arthur too, where they're trying to make the sword like this, like super, super powered sword basically and stuff and it's like all of these like weird editing choices stuff i'm like you're trying to make king arthur like he's like a superhero and he's not he's just a dude with a sword (laughs) the magic sword that's not even that magical all it does is that it it only can be picked up by one specific person that's the magic of it past that it can't do anything else (laughs) well because also like when i was watching the film they're like, oh, he needs to die because you can reclaim the throne. He's like, I don't want the throne. Well, you need to reclaim the throne. I don't want the throne. He doesn't look like he's fit for the throne. I'm not fit for the throne. During this entire movie, they're like, you need to take control of the throne. I don't want it. He doesn't look like he's fit for it. You're right. I'm not fit for it. Like, he's constantly being like, do not want it. All I want to be is the, like, bouncer at a whorehouse. But, you know, live your life, man. And so, like, and then he has all these people, well, you don't seem like you're fit for the throne. He's like, I keep telling you, I'm not fit for the throne, <laughs> and I don't know what you want me to say. Um, The only, and it is actually, as I went back and rewatched it, it's actually a crappy version. My favorite version of King Arthur is the BBC Merlin one. Which, honestly, that's not a very good show. Yeah, I'm about to say, I, I did not my, like Merlin. <laughs> it wasn't great but it was one of it is still one of my favorite series <laughs> and if i have to get king arthur and berlin i want them i want that version again yeah the plan that style version the plan was to make an entire franchise that was going to be no fewer than six movies 
Um, assuming, like, I am assuming it was going to be not so, like, although it doesn't say it was planning for it to be exclusively about each night coming to the round table, but just that it would explain, like, where each night comes from, and King Arthur, I guess, would be the main character in all of them. Like, bringing his knights to the round table together to be the knights of the round table. You could have, like, King Arthur, then you could have Merlin, there's Sir Gwen, who's the Green Knight, and Lancelot. Well, Gawain was, um... Arthur's nephew. So the knights of the round table were already made by then when Gawain, the green knight showed well, up. Well, yeah, I, I figured they could probably, they would probably turn it into something else if they're trying to get movies out of it. Oh, well, that's true. So they yeah. get and then you have uh, um, Guinevere Leon. could maybe get her own movie. There's Leon, who is uh, Arthur's knight, second knight. Yeah, Galahad could get his yeah, own movie. And, and I guess the one would just be all of them together. Yeah, Lancelot, too. And then they all come together to fight a dragon or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if Lancelot should get his own movie because he technically was screwing King Arthur's wife. <laughs> Listen, we're going to write that out. We're going to write our own version of Lancelot. All right. We're already changing things anyway. What You think we're going to stick to the story? Nah, I'm Guy Ritchie. I do what I want. <laughs> they killed like Lancelot off in the Merlin show. But like even still, they had him pretty much cheat a little bit before they got married. They had gone to your cheat. Through a spell, yes, but like Lancelot was still going after her. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Jonathan, any thoughts I on could... the King Arthur universe? Not really, no. I have no interaction with the King Arthur universe, so um, yeah, I'll just say ditto to what you guys say. <laughs> Thank you. It's a boring movie. It's not even like worth the like pretend I'm going to watch type of feel to it. It's like, just don't. It's an easy, just don't. If there's anything else, anything else, choose anything else to watch. We're down to the last two. And you can probably guess what number one is without even thinking about it. But number two is The Dark Tower. Now, for those who don't know, The Dark Tower is, uh, you know, the movie is based off of the Stephen King uh, Dark Tower, both book, but also the franchise of, uh, or the series of Dark Tower. Is Robert Pattinson stories. in this? No, this was uh, Idris Elba and uh, Matthew McConaughey were in these, was in this movie as uh, Randall Flagg. And uh, there was supposed to be a se- like a whole series of movies based on the um, that franchise. And the first one did so poorly they did not try making more but also it says the film uh stories of behind the scene conflicts and a bungled incomprehensible plot were also issues too Uh, a subsequent attempt to reboot the property as an amazon series was also canceled after the pilot was rejected so dark tower just has no future right now you think andrew selva and matthew mcconaughey were beefing I don't know. I don't know what the what the actual conflict. Those two would seem like they would have weird energy together. I don't feel like I would enjoy seeing a movie with both of them in there together. To be honest, it was like an okay movie at best. Um, I don't even know if like a lot of people were theorizing though that like all the Stephen King movies because I think it was coming out at the same time that Dark Tower was coming out too. So a lot of people were theorizing maybe we might see some like you know if they do more movies maybe we might see some uh cameos like we might see pennywise from the it movies played by like bill skarsgård like in a movie because we do get to see the circus that he's from 
in the movie Dark Tower, or or like the circus that inspired him to dress up as a clown, at least. Um, and some other stuff that implies other movies, um, but other Stephen King movies that have come out already. So a lot of people were uh, excited to see that and for Dark Tower to come out. And it just, it, it was it was a boring movie. It Like, it just didn't really, like, grab you like well, it should have. Well, you compare, you know? like, to it. I mean, it is such, unless it's, like, constantly, like, something's threatening on the verge of, like, literally snatching you into the sewers. It's hard to have, like, two Stephen Felt. But Stephen it King also has like that. that character recognition. You know, it's always nice to have a character associated with a film or a franchise that people can point to. The Dark Tower, it sounds like it's just about a tower. It doesn't sound like there's a character associated with the movie. Technically, That's true. even with like Doctor Sleep, when that came out, they knew it was part of The Shining, so you knew it yeah. was Shining. Mm-hmm. Technically, a lot of people were excited when they announced Dark Tower because the Gunslinger is like the big main character in the Dark Tower that a lot of people really like. But that's of that. That's people who've read the book. If you haven't, because they've never made any Dark Tower anything till that movie came out, as far as like in other media, you don't know who that character is, and even then, he doesn't have a name. Like Pennywise is a name. Uh, in The Shining, like The Shining itself, just as a movie and a story, has its own like mythos behind it and story behind it. No one knows who the Gunslinger is <laughs> unless you've read these books. So I think they were hoping that was going to help sell it too. And it's like, mm. that being said, though. Anyway, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I also rewatched uh, it, the original one. Tim Curry, man, he's great. As, as Pennywise. Fucking terrifying. Him I actually got scared of. I forgot how terrifying he was. Then I rewatched it. And it's like, whew, okay, damn. <laughs> I I now remember why you were recognized, you know, as Pennywise for so long. Um, the th- thing about these universes, though, is that you know what, what their major, major issue is? All of them, including number one, we get to them in a second, they keep, they'll put out the first movie, before the first movie even comes out, they're already being like, yeah, and don't worry, there's going to be, a, it's going to be a whole universe, we're going to have a whole bunch of movies behind this one. And it's like, your first movie isn't out yet. <laughs> don't make those promises. You don't know if you're even going to get any more because you don't know if anyone's even going to like the first one. The reason Marvel succeeded is because, like, I think a piece of it is that they just wanted to make one good Marvel movie. They were like, we're making Iron Man. And that's it. And then they had, like, they filmed that scene with Sam Jackson as, like, an extra thing that maybe we might do that. Maybe we might not. Depends on how successful Iron Man is. So, but they focused exclusively on, we are going to make Iron Man a good movie. And then Iron Man came out and everybody loved it. So then it was like, okay, cool. We can make this work. All right, universe time. Let's go. <laughs> We're doing the adventure. This was I think my it was problem. also. Go ahead. Sorry, no, 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 go no. ahead. No, you go. Okay. This this was my problem with Avatar because even though the first Avatar came out, I assume that they had no plans to make a sequel or another one because the movie literally came out thirteen years ago, and then they announced. Okay, we are making sequels. 
but we're going to make five of them or however many, four, three, four. Um, and it's going to be this many years in advance. This is who the villain's going to be for all, however many of those movies. So, okay, we spoiled the the fact that the villain is going to like thrive in all of these movies apparently. So what's the point? Mm-hmm. That is the part about Marvel that is like upsetting me is that we are getting, and we were talking about this earlier off mic about how uh, the director spoiled the surprise for uh, Miss Marvel as to far as like, yeah, Gibson is, is having Gibson, a day. Gibson's very upset <laughs> um, about it. But that the director spoiled the, the like, you know, um, reveal on if what happened at the end of Miss Marvel is real or not, like what's really going on. And uh, it's just a thing where I'm like, I miss the days back in early Marvel where it was super, they, everything was top secret. Like if you wanted to know information about what was coming down the pipeline for Marvel, you had to wait till they announced it and told you what they were doing. And now it's I like- the days when you, we got spoilers from Tom Holland and that's it. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm I'm talking about even before that. Like I want I want to go back to the days where it's like wait for the announcements to come out. Until then, you're not gonna know what we're working on. And now it's like every day we're learning new information of who's been cast, what character they're playing, and where it would like how many movies they're gonna be in, and what their contract is, and all this other stuff. And it's like it's ruin it's spoiling the surprise of it there it even being a universe because you know everything. Heck, I remember watching Black Panther, and. Uh, you know how in Black Panther there's a scene where uh, you know T'Challa gets thrown over the waterfall, and it's implied that he's dead. Which I mean, you know, if you're watching a movie, you know he's not because he's the main character. You're just like he's gonna come back, but still, yeah. you're in the suspense of it. You know, you're cool, you're 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 doing the thing. When I went to go see Black Panther, what's the trailer playing in front of Black Panther? Is Avengers Endgame or Infinity War at that time with Black Panther front and center in front of the movie, like in the trailer. So anybody watching Black Panther before the movie even starts knows he's going to be perfectly fine by the end of this movie. And it's like, Stuff like that, where I'm like, y'all need to do better <laughs> as far as like well, keeping I, the suspense I think going. They ruin it even with their announcements because then they'll. Because I remember, I think it was around the time, just right before uh, Thor Ragnarok, they had the list of all the movies that they were going to put out. So it's like, okay, so I know like he's getting a sequel, so I don't even have to worry if he's going to live or die in the next sequel mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. I know what's coming. Okay, so this is definitely already coming. So they already have something planned. So that cliffhanger you left me with last year, I already figured it out now. He's fine. I don't know how, but he's going to be fine. That's always what always hated too, because then you'd always get this excitement of like, oh my God, the trailer came out and I knew, I now know this is going to be released. Now I have something where somebody can print me out a list and be like, oh, they announced up until th- till 2030 about Marvel's releases. Mm-hmm. It's not the same anyway. It's not the same. It's not the day you get the announcement like they just released. They're having this movie be and then focus on one movie at a time. I think Marvel did really well with its universe and like constructed it and made it fine. But now it's stuck. It's stuck in this universe. It can't escape it. They have to continue on this universe or people are going to be like, oh, you created something outside of it. But how is that canon with the rest of the universe? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. They can't not have it attached now. Also, I think the problem too is they br- they mentioned uh, I watched a 
movie uh, movie media show, and they talked about something too that is, I think, is becoming a reality. And that the fun of the movies was that you know the because com- to break into comics, Marvel and DC, it's kind of hard because the barrier to entry is real thick with tons of canon of you know decades of stories from the 1960s in DC's case since the 1940s. So it's like hard to to just pick up a comic and then just start reading because you know there might be characters you don't even know exist who are in the story and they're very important and you got to read this book from way back when to know where that character came from so you can understand why they're important in this story and so on and so forth. The fun of the movies was that you didn't have to do that. Like the movies were very, even though they were tied together, they felt very self-contained and very minimal. Like you got a new character each movie and it was very simple to follow. Now the movies are starting to become like the comics where if you didn't watch this TV show and you didn't watch this movie, then you're not going to understand why this character in this next movie is so important to see. Or you're not going to understand why that symbol that was in the background from that one movie that one time was important because those characters are actually tied to this, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's it called? Organization that was in this movie that were introduced and whatever. And I'm like, you're starting to convolute it. Just dumb it back down. Starting to get way too complicated and intricate, just like comic books now. Yeah, and I agree with you. It's that whole like we they were they got their idea and they were like, yeah, we want to create you know basically what's in the comics this collab with the other superheroes and stuff, bring it out. But now you're just kind of stuck. There's there's no more to just individual. There's no more to just. We can just make this movie and enjoy it. Now it's like, well, how did it connect? How is everything connecting? It has to, unfortunately, now connect. Mm. And it just kind of, I feel like they've trapped themselves now. Last one to talk about. And this one is, of course, of course, it's number one. It has to be because it failed so hard is, of course, the dark universe, which started with the mummy (laughs) starring Tom Cruise. And was more or less dead on arrival. Like, I did not have faith in this universe at all when they announced it. Because I was like, you're trying too hard. And on top of that, this first movie does not look exciting at all for me to want to watch. Like It was so <laughs> bad. I'm still upset. I only remember seeing that one scene that we walked in on where I don't even remember what happened. But we just made fun of it for like... Oh, because I was talking about years on end. There, I think it was, was like that was scenes. crazy, dude, or something. He said it really like animated. <laughs> oh, it was a guy who who plays Nick Miller on. Yeah, Miro. um, Jake Johnson. Yeah, Jake Johnson. Who good actor? I like uh, him. By the way, he's side note. He's on that show. Um, what's the name of the show? Oh my gosh. Oh, uh, Is no, Minx. 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 Um, Was that the show? Yes. And I've seen uh, I've seen a couple episodes and he's really good in it. I've been wanting to watch it. It's on my queue. Thank mm-hmm. you for letting me know it's good because I will probably watch it tonight then. Yeah, he goes, because like they get blown up or something gets blown up and he's just like in his, he's just like a partially a zombie ghost. Something's going on with him. Yeah, he's like a and, ghost like, zombie. Tom, <laughs> Tom Cruise like hangs, like slams, like sits down next to him and he goes like, it's crazy. Like so disinterested. So like, I mean, you're almost about to die, but like whatever. <laughs> 
Well, I the think whole, the thing. First of all, first of all, no, no. My big one of my biggest problems is it was that when they went to, they were like, "Oh, you guys are like grave robbers, basically." No, no, we're art liberators. That's the most racist shit I've ever heard. <laughs> art liberator. No, you're all grave robbers. Grave robbers. That's it. That's fine. Go on. What do you want? I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the biggest problem is that just like we were talking about, they because it's like at least the other ones, it was strictly just like a movie news thing. Like if you weren't reading movie news, you were not you didn't know that Dark Tower was gonna supposed to have more movies or that there was gonna do be a Robin Hood universe or anything like that. Like like, you know, you you didn't know that they were making more. Dark Universe, they they thought for sure they had it in the bag. Like they they made they took a picture of well, it was a Photoshop picture, but they had a picture with star actors who were gonna be in other movies, like Javier Bardem was supposed to be, I think, uh, Frankenstein, and uh, uh, Johnny Depp was gonna be the Invisible Man and stuff. Like they had, I think they wanted The Rock as uh, Wayne Johnson as the Wolfman. Yeah, like they had plans. They had Bride of Frankenstein was already like greenlit and ready to go. Uh, they had made a separate. I'll never forget when I watched The Mummy and the Universal logo became the Dark Universe logo. I'm like, y'all have a logo and everything. Like they thought for sure it was a shoo-in. <laughs> like we're like the universe is done. Like we're we're just like this going this going hit right here, and and the world collectively just kicked them in the balls. It was just like nah, son, go go somewhere with that. We don't, I don't want think these in, movies. I, what their mistake <laughs> was starting with the mummy because that too, people, yeah. Yes, people <laughs> associate the mummy with the '90s version of the mummy so i feel like people thought this was a reboot of it and reboots generally don't get as much traction as something where you're starting fresh and it becomes a huge hit like uh, for for the most part we've seen with reboots over the years people are like oh cool and they just you know the, Go on to the next thing. It's not like a craze. Yeah. And they didn't build that hype. So. Which me and Alex pitched. Like, I think when the Dark Universe came out, me and you, we worked together to pitch how we would have done the Dark well, Universe. Oh, yeah, because we had so many hours because the mummy wasn't selling. <laughs> so I people would leave the theater. We got like half an hour between shows. Didn't we say well, our first movie would have been Creature of the Black Lagoon? I think I think we said Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. Which even then... He said Frankenstein because it was a well-known one, but there's no, like, Frankenstein movie that our people are like, this is Frankenstein, we're obsessed with it, anything like that. The only so one is the 1930s original one with Boris Karloff. Right. Yeah. Like that, and then you know. I think we went into Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde because then Dr. Jekyll was trying to figure out what happened to his friend, you know, Dr. Frankenstein's creation. What's going right. on? See, we can, I can even build it now. Yeah. And, and then, then it was, from there. there was Creature of the Black Lagoon. Cause then it'd Universal, be like, give yeah. Alex the money Jekyll. right now. I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying like it, it, like you said, Jonathan, like I, I remember when they were like, we're doing the mummy first. I'm like, why? The mummy is the most recent out of, well, actually that's not true. Cause Dracula untold. And I think I Frankenstein I had come out and hey Cheddar. And got him. both those got him. Uh, both those series had failed because Dracula Untold was supposed to have like a bunch of sequels and stuff. Same thing. And I Frankenstein was made by a different company. But even still, like 
there had been more recent like monster movies, so I think that's why they didn't do Frankenstein or Dracula because they didn't want anyone thinking there was crossover with those movies. I think there was tra- uh, Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> I drank out of Frankenstein <laughs> that people really liked that Dracula. But it's like I'm like I don't know. I feel like I would have picked one of the because their whole thing was yeah we're doing like all these. Because I remember that trailer there and they were showing all the 1930s monster universal movies and they were like, yeah, man, like these movies are legendary and we're trying to like recreate that magic. And I'm like, and the first one you picked was the mummy. And even then, like, I think the other part is problem, too, was all these supposed to be action movies. Make them horror movies. Why would you make them an action? Why would you make them action movies? Also, why would you get Tom Cruise? Why? Well, you know, Tom Cruise is is gonna work till he dies. Care. So, <laughs> Mission Impossible. Okay, spoiler alert. I was gonna watch the movie tomorrow. Um, no, I wasn't. Um, but uh, hey, Tom Cruise, he just did his thing with um, with Top Gun. So yeah, t- Top Gun's selling. I mean, Tom Cruise is still a movie star, like. Make no mistake. The man still makes the studio's care. money. He didn't need to be in so. The Mummy. The Mummy was so fucking bad. It was so awful. And then Tom Cruise with a pumpy arm run ruined it even more. I think it's, for me, it's more then, sad for Sophia Batella. Because Sophia Batella is really good. And yet she always gets like, cre- like gets put in these like movies that don't really get to utilize her as much as she should be utilized. It's kind of sad. Because I'm like, I like Sophia Batella. Um, but... I just there's a scene where she checked his teeth like he was a fucking horse. Now I will say the my favorite part right. of that movie is when she she bitch smacked the hell out of Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom, and Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise is like stepping up to her and she's like Tom Cruise is already a short guy and she's even shorter than he is. And she just smacked the st- the, the so taste really, out of his mouth. I was just like, God, somebody should have just gotten a big glass and put it over them too, and it would have been fine. <laughs> I think that's how they could have resolved everything. A nice big glass, pop it on the tongue too, and it's fine. It was just that just made no, that, that made me laugh and it made everyone laugh in the theater, but that was like the scene where I was like, All right, that that's funny. <laughs> that's a pretty funny scene. Well, another thing is also with this movie, it had that you're right, that successful reboot. That became such a cult, had a cult following of its own. The Mummy in the 99 version had had stood on its own feet. It wasn't even considered almost part of the classic horror films. People forgot it originated from the classic horror films back from the 1920s. And to just try to reboot that one as well, that not only had its successful universe there, then had its own successful movie where people, you know, Oh, 30 years later are still not 30. Okay, 23 years later are still talking about it. And like you're going to just try to reboot it and then have it in this weird way too. It wasn't in a very good and thought out way I felt like either. Because what it was originally their plot was that the mummy was trying to look for a spouse or a mate to make itself more powerful. She's trying to summon like uh, the spirit of Ra into a person because she was in uh, in love with Ra, the god of uh, god Ra. Which was stupid yeah. because the original when they showed the original mummy story, she killed everybody to gain control of the throne. 
And it was like, yeah, okay, well, she made a deal with Ra wants- that if, like, if she gave him a vessel to exist so that he could, like, end the world, essentially, he would give her the power to be queen. Yeah, just give him any vessel. Yeah. You don't need to check people's teeth for that. I guess it had to be a specific vessel, you know I, what I mean? I'm still really just strung up on that. T- I don't know. It's the thought of my my finger, f- people's fingers in other people's mouths, especially now after COVID and everything. Like, don't stick your finger in people's mouths. It was just, it was dead on arrival. Ancient mummy. If they were going to do it right, I think they should have made it, A, a horror movie universe, kind of like The Conjuring. You know what I mean? Like, I think that could have worked or um, as like that type of thing, but like a lot more sentimental because I like the idea of like the movie monsters being like the victims but we don't see it but the also, people in the movie don't see them that way because they see them as just monsters like i think that would be cool also they were doing the bride of frankenstein before doing the frankenstein film yeah that was the second one that was supposed to come out yeah. so clearly <laughs> yeah they didn't have a clear linear thought well they were going to do a do. bunch of them because there's also rumors they were going to do phantom of the opera and i'm like how the hell does that tie in like <laughs> oh yeah i heard they were supposed to have gerard butler do that one or something no gerard butler did the original phantom of the opera oh, reboot <laughs> i just i just looked at a list of who they wanted to have i think i got rid of it there's a list i was just looking at where they had all these people of like who was gonna do what that's how i knew about the wolfman i don't know that one was a really big failed one they tried so hard that's just yeah it, and they were so ready they didn't clearly have like a clear vision on how to mostly because they were trying to make it like a superhero thing because they also talks of them trying to get them like have uh, set up their characters that can have them all be in one movie together but i'm like why what would they fight like you, you know what i mean like if you're setting them up the way i think you are you're trying to set them up like the avengers because remember dr jekyll's supposed to be like the like head of this like secret organization that's been dealing with monsters for decades and stuff. And he's like essentially the Nick Fury of this world, even though he is very clearly unstable because <laughs> he's got another personality in his body that if he has to take this medicine every now and again, would unleash and, and kill everybody. So I, <laughs> I'm like, why would you let this man run this organization? <laughs> This is what happens when you let Kanye run for president. You get stuff like this. <laughs> How we get I'm just saying. to Kanye <laughs> for president. Because if he did win, this is what it would be. Time he would be the Je- Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And we'd have a, mob, a, a jar filled with monster parts or something at a table. It's all be, it'd be all weird. <laughs> I weirdly not agree far with off you from somehow. the world we're living in now, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I just I I feel bad for oh, the people wow. who put a lot of work into the dark universe, but at the same time, I'm like, y'all should have thought it through better, and also shouldn't have maybe banked so hard on the mummy before the mummy came out, and you could have saved a little bit of face. Rick O'Connell didn't deserve that. All in all. Just a word of advice to studios. Knock it off with them. That and maybe keep the cards close to the vest. Don't don't throw all your eggs in one basket for one. And two, just surprise the fans. Like don't you got you ain't gotta announce your plans for the next eight years. You can maybe say, hey, we have this filmed. We're gonna release this. You're going to watch it. 
you're going to hear the response. And then in response to that positive, hopefully, response, you're going to release another movie or you're going to release a movie that ties into that same universe. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I understand the incentive of, you know, wanting to get people hyped for the series of things that's about to come. But I don't think that's necessarily the smartest uh, way to go about things. Yeah. Unless you have already an established base. That's the thing about Marvel and DC. When Like when they were trying to start universes, and it's just like, they're like, well, DC and Marvel announced theirs. I'm like, yeah, because they're a superhero. They have an established, like, decade-long fan base based off of multiple different books and franchises. They can announce that stuff and people will get excited. You are making something new. It's not the same. They also have like a clear, they could follow a clear plot because they have the material already technically written out for them. True. When it came to the Dark Universe, they had something semi like that, but then they wanted to go different. Mm Mm-hmm. They wanted to go more action and thriller, and it's like, well, you have a horror classic style set out. Unless you're planning to follow that template, which you clearly you did not, you can't really get upset when you're like, oh yeah, we had it all planned out. You didn't, though. You really didn't. Also, follow the pulse of the culture and listen to the culture, mm-hmm. because, you know, right now it it probably wouldn't be the best idea to release a franchise or or universe about like i don't know a, a mass murder um or <laughs> something along those lines so you're not wrong true because yeah. like i i don't know how long that invisible man movie the one with um elizabeth uh, moss was moss being, which was, i was being watched made, that a couple but, months ago and i enjoyed it i really enjoyed it it was good but it's just i don't know how long that movie was in the works but i don't think that was going to be tied to the dark universe at least it doesn't feel like it was so but that's supposed to be based off of the original book so mm. i i like i don't know where where would that have fit in because i feel like that wasn't just greenlit last minute i don't know like it's because they were going to do an invisible man movie too so it's just it's it's I don't know. My thing, don't, like like you said, don't bank on your one movie that is going to lead you to an entire universe of movies unless you're for sure like, oh yeah, we're making money and movies, the movies are working. Hell, Marvel waited until like basically just before the Avengers came out to announce like, yeah, this is an official universe, even though everyone already knew, to say like, yeah, no, Avengers coming out and there's going to be more movies. Like that's four movies in. They waited to say that, and y'all are tr- y'all are waiting before the first movie comes out to say that there's going to be like six films. They had a new logo design and everything. Right, like slow your row. All right, <laughs> take a second, think it through, make sure that there's a plan and there's an audience. Wait for the first movie to come out, then maybe do a second movie. If the second movie and the first movie do great, then you announce your universe. Like. It's just <sighs> it's it's patience. Don't automatically go for the universe. Clearly there's a lot more failures and success successes. Mm. And like see what the S is in the lisp and how it's, it's <laughs> I can't ever be a superhero. Also, well, the, like on the last note, answer. also I feel like the DCEU shouldn't be up on this list cuz it's still going currently. Like they're still making movies that are technically part of that 
universe. Yeah, they haven't failed. Right. They just have hits and misses. Yeah, they've just yeah, been like, you know, rocky. But it's not a Trump. failed universe. Trump. I'm just saying. Yeah, but think about co- talking about current culture or what's going on right now in what is going on in one of the main actors' lives of this universe. <laughs> it is currently DC's Well, a couple of them. A, well, that's just the one. That's true. A couple but, you know, and, and Aquaman, too. But, you know, <laughs> like, you still got... And the Flash. You, well, that's what I mean. I mean the Flash and Aquaman, too. But those are the only two. Yeah. We still got... <laughs> Suicide Squad, you know, that franchise still going strong. Uh, Harley Quinn's doing all right, I think. No, no, they're fine. <laughs> they're fine. I'm talking about your the DC Legends, you little universe. They're, they might have to, like, abandon that and be like, hey, look, there's Suicide Squad. And, well, what uh, I'm saying is Suicide Squad uh, yeah, everybody with Peacemaker and Harley Quinn, that's still a part of that universe. Same thing with Wonder Woman and the same thing with... Um, Shazam and Black Adam. Those movies also take place in C. So they got a few. They're still hold, keeping it strong. As long as they don't focus on the on the center legends league, whatever. Yeah, the Justice League. <laughs> They'll be fine. Yeah, they're just as long as they don't focus on the main councilman members. It's fine. Well, yeah, fine. yeah. The Trinity. Well, Batman and Superman are just out right now, except for Robert Pattinson playing Batman. But that's in a different universe, anyway, so it don't matter. Um, and. Uh, Superman's just out. So and yeah, yeah, Flash like a uh, Flash and <laughs> Aquaman, not because of Jason Momoa, but because of the Amber Heard stuff. Yeah, it's not doing so hot. And technically, even Gal Gadot's got a little bit of controversy on her too with the Zionist stuff. Um, so yeah, it's not clean. Henry Carvel though, he is still very good to look at. So you know, <laughs> I don't think he's coming. He, he, he hasn't gotten into any mess. Either. It keeps teasing. They keep teasing that he might come he's back as Superman, but I don't think he will. I think he's like happy just doing Witcher, and that's it. And whatever, because he gets to be like doing. more nerdy, free and nerdy. Yeah, and he has more control. That's for sure. So, mm-hmm. well, on the positive note of uh, Superman and Henry Cavill. Uh, what's everybody's social medias? <laughs> that has nothing to do. What <laughs> has nothing to do with the other? Well, no, you can see I'm, me I'm staring at Henry Carvel. <laughs> Henry Carvel is always a positive note. <laughs> oh, I got something in my eye. All right, go ahead, Alex. Say what. Say where you're at. I have something in All my right, eye. Very go. well, Jonathan, go. <laughs> oh, I was gonna defer to you. <laughs> anyway, I'll go. You can find me at Jonathan Keys on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you please. Thought I was gonna forget that line, but I didn't because <laughs> Jerome, where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me at not Jerome Rett and at uh, RoboZooMedia and at Jerome underscore the underscore show for all the other creative stuff I am working on at any given time. And, and Alex, are you me. good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Good. Uh, you can find me at Alex and Nobody on Instagram and on TikTok. And TikTok is also where you can find our podcast, The First Ones to Die, where I post little clips and audio clips of our podcast and other clips that we have gotten from YouTube. And what else can you find on YouTube, Jerome? Yeah, you can find all types of extra content on our YouTube page at The First Ones to Die. You can find mini reviews, book reviews, gaming content, vlogs, video versions of all the podcasts, and even some extra videos of other topics that we haven't made a podcast for. And eventually... You'll also find some D&D content we are working on as well. So to stay tuned for that when that comes up. So, you know, that's where you can find all that stuff. And also, if you just want to follow the podcast in general, you can follow us at all our social medias on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, 
uh, TikTok, all that stuff at the first ones to die, as well as on all streaming platforms to hear the audio version of the podcast, which is Spotify, you know, place like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever. We would love your comments. Give us five stars. Um, on whatever platform you're listening to. If you're watching us on YouTube, uh, give us a like and subscribe. And uh, until next time. Well, next time we're talking else? about Nope. So be on the be on the lookout. Wait, have we confirmed that? Well, I, I'm yeah, yeah confirming it. I mean, we're already going to watch the movie. <laughs> you're watching it upcoming day. I English. <laughs> and if not, that's all I, I have to say. We'll see it. Some other time. That's, that's going to be me after I watch Nope. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to be speechless. <laughs> All right, y'all. See ya later. <laughs> right. Bye. 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 Bye.